All right, Laura Melamed, how are you today? Thanks for joining us, first of all, and being a guest on our podcast. Sure, thank you for asking me. Oh, definitely. So I'm going to read off uh, some of the wonderful adventures and things that you've done. You have graphic designer, as you have, um, as you have it listed. Uh, you're a writer, an avid urban hiker, a bicyclist, community organizer, and fundraiser. Uh, you have your MFA in creative writing and publishing arts, and you did that at University of Baltimore. So we are alumni there. We are. Uh, sister alumni. And then you have your MA in pub design from UB as well. Founder of UB Bicycling Club, and you're published in a number of publications to include right there at the UB Post, Examiner, uh, MapQuest. We all remember MapQuest. So uh, I think I'm talking to the right person when I talk about ideas and how to bring ideas to life and nurture them and move on them. Right? Um, do you I, have I any? So. <laughs> do you have uh, some things that you're working on now that you wanted to just uh, tell us, bring us up to speed on anything that kind of that you're working on now, you're excited about or project you're thinking about? Well, I just finished up a personal essay um, about how an avid urban hiker and bike commuter adjust to stay at home orders. And I did that for the Appalachian Mountain Club Outdoors magazine. So that just mm. finished up and um, I've just been reading from a publication online called Narratively um, to see if I get any ideas to do another similar personal essay. And they have um, they have a whole section on the environment. So I'm reading about people doing like all these outdoor adventures, like um, saving endangered species and stuff. So. Uh, I don't know. I mean, awesome. I just read a few of them. So I'm just going to keep reading that to see if I get inspired to write something else. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. And I think I'm sensing a theme there. So yeah. the <laughs> there might be a oh, theme. That's, that's cool. That's cool. So tell us about that process. When you have an idea, let's say you want to talk about these cyclists and how they have to adjust to stay at home orders how do you how does that idea first come to you how do you move from initial idea to you're ready to put something down on paper or in the computer Talk well to be that. perfectly honest that idea was the editor's idea so okay. i had a different idea uh, my idea was just um just to, i mean i guess it, i guess my idea was similar that i was going to talk um how it can be fun just hiking and biking around home but um he thought it would be interesting uh, I don't know if this gets off topic away from the question that you're asking but he was saying that most people um were writing to him about like they're spending more time outdoors because of COVID and my story seemed to be the opposite like the outdoors was so much a part of my everyday life that how did I um, how did I change that? You know, like, how did I adjust to when they, you know, we got those stay-at-home orders? Okay. So I don't so, know if that really answers the question. Yeah, it does. It sounds like you all kind of got there together, which collaboration yeah. is such a huge part of idea uh, development. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. So, um, so sometimes, so let's say he came to you with the original idea and, you know, can you talk a little bit about, okay, someone came to me with an idea and I have to, you know, get to where they are to write and create and 
design from that space. So in other words, you know, how do you acclimate to an idea that's coming from someone else? That is a really good question. So it's kind of it's kind of more difficult when it comes from somebody else. Like, well, not always. In this case, in this case, it was, and um, you know, it might have just been because I felt like, oh, this is a big magazine, blah. But um, I guess I just sat down. I started typing. Like, I typed everything that came into my head, and I was kind of like, it's such a long period of time, from March to December or March to October so much happened since then um you know how do i how do i get that down into an 800 word essay so i just went back and just started chronologically typing everything that happened that i could remember in the order that i could remember so you know i just sat there and i typed for eight hours and then oh, wow. like i went back the next day and i just kind of edited it and you know to, just to make the language better and more coherent um and at and you know at that point I realized that well I mean I guess I just did that for a week I just went back and I knew it was it was supposed to be 800 to a thousand words and I had like 1500 but I couldn't figure out what to take out because it was um, such a you know it was such a long period of time so then I emailed it to him I figured like he can let me know I asked him like can you just tell me what to take out and he was just like I mean, he pointed out that what I had in there was like a lot of different stories and okay. that what I just needed to do was to make it just one story. Okay. And so, I mean. Okay. And, you know, and the question was, the question was, um, you know, about, it was about my relationship to the outdoors. Like how did, like how did my relationship to the outdoors change? Like, from before COVID to now and mm -hmm. um, and like what was that process and and he you know eventually he you know cut some stuff out and I was like okay you know like and in the past I used to be kind of upset about stuff like that and you mm -hmm. know and maybe in some cases I still would be but I just felt like um, you know if he doesn't want it in this essay I could put it in another essay later either for this magazine or like my own personal thing or something like that you know it's okay sure. it's kind of you know he wants it to work for his publication and that's okay if I want to tell the story in a different way I could always do that somewhere else mm -hmm. um, I think that that's amazing just to say that's an amazing tactic that you kind of bring yourself from the place that okay you know he's cutting into my work this hard <laughs> hard-earned <laughs> words on the page and you brought yourself to a place that you're receptive to it so I think that's amazing that you've been able to do that. And I think it's the sign of professionalism in any type of creative. Okay, well, that's good to hear. <laughs> also, you mentioned eight hours. You first got the assessment, uh, the assignment, and you sat down and wrote for eight hours. So first of all, uh, amazing discipline. Eight hours. It might have been, I think I wrote for four hours, and then I went out and then I went out and did a bunch of stuff. And then I came back and I did like another four hours. Okay. Okay. And then, yeah, I was kind of like the first couple of weeks, I was very nervous about it. But then after that, I was just like, whoa, I spent a lot of time on that. Maybe I didn't have to spend all that time on it. And I was just, and I, as I was getting more comfortable with it and working with him, I felt like I just feel like, okay, well, you know, I know what I need to do. And I guess as the process went along, there was less to do anyway. Okay. So when I get, I imagine being at the vantage point that you've already done work 
and you have more than you need or you've spent more time on it than you actually needed to is better than at you know having writer's block and now you've had the assignment a month and haven't made any progress on it so um, I guess that it is better than writer's block and I don't know he also once I sent it in he said that my writing was very clean so that's something I tend to do is I tend to once I get once I get everything out like if I reach a point where I feel like uh, I don't know what else to say then I go back and I edit it and I try to make it sound better whatever's there it's just I'm very like detail oriented in that way I guess like I I feel like 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 I don't know like writing is kind of a craft and um, okay yeah so I guess I'm also okay an I hear that yeah you said you were also a oh like, what did you say I guess I'm also a crafts person because you're a crafts person I like that wording of that okay and I mean I think like writing is a craft editing is a craft so I mean I want to mm-hmm. just make it sound as good as I can I think there's a lot you can do with language if you really pay attention to it yeah definitely Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. You've had a few different roads where you did this graphic design a little bit. You have been a writer. You had a, have have a t-shirt business as well. You have your hands in a few different pots. So uh, can you talk a little bit about how that range has allowed you to bring ideas to life and how you work with that range? How has that range allowed me to... Um... I guess I felt like ever since, um, well, in undergrad for a while, I majored in, there was a major at Towson called photography and visual communication. And I was that major for a while. And I guess I felt like even though I was always doing photography, I felt like words had to be a part of it, that it wasn't like, it wasn't, um, like photography like photographs can be very emotional but I always felt like the words brought like an intellectual level to it or something okay so I kind of always I always really like that combination I I needed both um so like I'm not really one of the person a person that needs like music and sound and stuff like that but I'm just like words and images always go together for me and um I guess you know and I did the same thing with my t-shirt company is my t-shirt company though all the designs are word balloons so you know it's it's visual it's something that you look at you see the word balloon that gives you a certain idea like oh comics but um Mm -hmm. but then it says something in there and so you're reading it there's there's like I guess an intellectual idea that goes along with it and they're all funny or they're supposed to be (laughs) which you kind of need a sort of intellect for that I guess sure yeah definitely you know it's the highest form of it being funny is the highest form of sort of intellect you have to kind of get ahead of the conversation or the what's happening and be able to soften the blow for everyone else coming behind so definitely Um, so can you talk a little bit about your definition of an idea what is an idea what is an idea so i guess an idea could be a thought or an image um it sort of pops into your head 
at weird moments, the middle of the night, when you get up in the morning, um, when you're out walking somewhere, when you're out biking somewhere, um, when somebody says something to you, it could set off an idea. Um, an idea, I guess, could also be a solution, like a solution to a problem or a question. That's what I'm thinking an idea is. Okay, thank you. Um, very complete um, kind of picture you drew there because what's been interesting is as I have these conversations and ask what is an idea, we get to people's relationship to their ideas. So one thing you said is someone can say something and it sets you off or it sets off an idea. So it sounds like your idea is in motion. I'm hearing movement. I'm hearing an energy around it. So. Um, I, I'm, I'm dwelling in that space around your relationship to your ideas. Do you owe anything to an idea? Let's say you're woken up in the middle of the night and this idea is like, you know, arrived in your brain. What's your next step? And do you owe anything to that? Um, I guess it depends. I mean, I feel like I'm, I get ideas all day long. And um, so if I could act on every single idea that I had, I would have to be like 500 people with 4,000 lives. <laughs> so okay. I guess for me is like deciding what idea is something I can really go with or want to go with or need to go with. Um, and sometimes, a lot of times I will just like share the idea with somebody else because, you know, I have to get it out of my system somehow. And then I guess I just decide like what is the most, a lot of times it's like what's the most practical one I could go with because, you know, it's like I'm probably not going to get up and, you know, design my new idea for space travel because I'm not a scientist. Okay. I have no scientific training, um, <laughs> you know, but I could, you know, it could go into some maybe science fiction story I write later. Sure. So I guess, I mean, some ideas, I guess I could jot down, um, you know, as story ideas, but a lot of times I'll just tell someone or carry it around in my head. <laughs> okay. And, you know, sometimes it'll evolve into something else or become a part of something else. So. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. I'm, does, I don't know if that, does that answer your question? Yeah, okay. it definitely does. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. So that's when you talk about, you know, you talked about finding a practical way to bring that idea to life. And you also mentioned that you want to kind of, you know, get it out of your system. So would you say I, your ideas present to you as persistent or do they, you know, what is this that you have to get it out of your system? What, what's happening there? Talk us through that. Um, I guess it feels like. I don't know, something like being pregnant, like having the baby inside kicking or something. Mm, okay. Um, or how else would I describe it? I don't know. It's just like this burning desire to share it or something. Sure. Or maybe I have to see That's... someone's reaction to it. Maybe I want someone to laugh at it. Ah, okay. So it sounds like even you have an expectation for the idea. The idea possibly has an expectation for you you know you said you have to write it down get it out of your system the idea is persistent in some way uh but it sounds like you have an expectation for the idea too i know we're uh, coming towards our winding down for the segment but i wanted to ask 
I guess, you know, one final, uh, let me ask, do you uh, find the process of finding and creating ideas? Is it rewarding? Is it stressful? Is it everything in between? Talk a little bit about your life being dedicated uh, to these ideas. Um, I kind of feel like it's the only way I can be or know how to be. I mean, I don't know if it's that stressful. It's a little bit frustrating to not be able to act on all my ideas. And it's been like, I guess I've had a long time just coming to terms with the fact that, okay, I'm not going to be able to do all of these. Um, so, um, so I guess it's a little bit stressful until, you know, maybe I get it out of my system, but it's stressful almost in a good way. It's like, it's like I just I really enjoy the process of you know if I am pursuing the idea of like like the steps for it like to come to fruition like um I don't know like you know it, if I'm designing a t-shirt like I may I may have some frustrations and stress with the technology but you know like the whole time you know I'm like I'm just I don't know just like thinking about what it's going to be like when it's done I guess sort of Mm. gives me um, helps me enjoy the process awesome great note to end on there you have it folks Laura Melamed enjoys the process of bringing ideas to life doing the thing that is in some ways the only thing she knows she she it's the it's the only thing she knows how to do and what a wonderful thing to do right to be able to create ideas and bring them to life if you want to know more about laura and what she's doing uh we're going to attach a link to how you can find her on the podcast thanks for listening and until next time keep your mind mastered and continue to evolve your ideas